Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Welcome to the Smirkanish Podcast for independent minds. Hey, posted right now in my social media and contained in today's daily newsletter is a piece co-authored by my next guest, Noah Bookbinder, who's the executive director of Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics. It was written for NBC, and it's under this headline, Why Our 14th Amendment Lawsuit Against a Trump Fanatic Sets a Key American Precedent. This is Noah Bookbinder. Thanks so much for being here. Tell me about how you first came to take on the case against the Otero County Commissioner and Chairman of Cowboys for Trump, Coy Griffin. So we were, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. Um, sure. We were, uh, we thought it was really important uh, to, you know, obviously do everything we could to, to bring about accountability for uh, what was really an attack on democracy, an attack on America, um, and, and, and protect the democracy going forward. And it, it seemed to us that this provision uh, in, in the 14th Amendment, there's this provision in the 14th Amendment, Section 3, that says that, you know, if you have, uh, sworn an oath to defend the Constitution and then participated in insurrection, you're disqualified from office going forward. We thought that was going to be a really important way uh, to um, to protect the country and to bring about some accountability. But it hadn't been used in 150 plus years um, you know, by, by a court uh, and it hadn't been used at all in over 100 years. Um, and we thought it was important to uh, find a case where there was somebody who had, um, you know, really done, re- really uh, been a significant participant where there were, uh, important, you know, significant facts showing why this person should be held accountable, um, and where we could get it in front of a, um, somebody who would look at it objectively, not a political actor, not a, an elected secretary of state or, or an election board. Um, so, you know, we did a lot of uh, looking around at, at who these people were uh, who participated in the insurrection on, on January 6th and, and uh, found th- this person, uh, Coy Griffin, uh, county commissioner in Otero County, New Mexico, uh, who had been uh, very public, very active in his participation in getting recruiting people to come on, on January 6th and in encouraging uh, the, the people who were uh, who were violent. He had been on the steps of the Capitol with a bullhorn on that day. And he was someone who should not be serving uh, in um, not, not be serving in office, not be um, in a position of power, um, but also uh, someone for whom there was a lot of evidence and a, a good law in New Mexico, which would allow us to get into a, into court and in front of a, an objective judge and and have someone really look at what this part of the Constitution meant and apply it to, to somebody really responsible for uh, for that insurrection. Um, and my, my point, know, can I interrupt and say my point is, sure. I think you had a lot of choices. I mean, I, I have this image in my head of Noah Bookbinder around a conference table at Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics 
and reviewing a PowerPoint where you're like, okay, who do we who do we have? Well, we got this guy, you know, from New Mexico, and here's another guy. He's a firefighter from Cleveland. We've got this guy and this guy because the standard applies to a lot of folks, right? Anybody who took an oath as part of their job, as he did in Otero County, is subject to Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. That's right. I mean, and, and the, the process that you're describing is not too far from what happened. Um, you know, we what we wanted was a couple of things. We wanted to find uh, somebody who really deserved uh, to be held accountable, who really uh, you know, played a, a major role. Um, and we also thought it was really important uh, to win a case um, and to uh, to have a court make this finding that this was an insurrection. Um, and show that you could still use this provision in a meaningful way. Um, and we thought that, you know, before, um, you know, obviously there are very prominent, very high level people uh, to whom this could apply. But it was really important to uh, start uh, with a case that had really strong evidence uh, that was that was not um, going to be construed as political uh, in, in the same way as if, you know, the first case was against somebody that everybody knew um, and where we could get an objective finding that, hey, you, th- this is an insurrection and this is a way to hold people accountable. And, and you know, one of the things about about Corey Griffin is uh, this is a guy who took a videographer with him to an insurrection. And so there were hours and hours of videotape of everything that he had done and our uh, the staff at, at, at crew and, and um, our legal partners you know, went through uh, every minute of this, these really disturbing videos and uh, using that and um, and witnesses for, um, who had seen what happened in person, you know, really created a painstaking case of why this is someone who participated well, in insurrection say, and should Noah, be held accountable. On one hand, I, I get like he's he's central casting perfect for you on one hand, because uh, as I'm reading the opinion, the 46 page opinion in this case, he founds Cowboys for Trump. Um, he then begins appearing at Stop the Steel rallies. It's, it's like the guy's on uh, on the circuit. He's in Albuquerque and giving a speech. He's a featured speaker on a multi-bus tour headed to Washington. He's brought three firearms and ammunition ammunition with him on this cross-country trip. He goes to Woodlands, Texas, and then he's in West Monroe, Louisiana. He's in Bowling Green, Kentucky, Franklin, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia. He's stirring the pot everywhere he goes. He's in Atlanta, and he's recorded as saying, men from across our nation come to Washington on January 6th. It might be a battle. It might come down to a fight. It boils down to what it could come down to, and we're going to need men standing shoulder to shoulder, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. On the other hand, though, he was acquitted of disorderly conduct. Like, how how is he a guy who should lose his gig if ultimately he was acquitted of that most serious charge and instead convicted of entering and remaining on restricted grounds? Uh, well, um, the... the um the provision in the Constitution uh, is about participating in insurrection. It is not about um, it, and it is a civil provision. It's one that that, you know, that says you shouldn't be in this kind of job. It's not a it's not about being convicted in a, a criminal case and it's not a criminal penalty. Um, you know, we I, I think we could take some issue with the decisions um, uh, in that criminal case. I and mean, this was a 
a, a judge who had it was a decision made by a judge and it's a judge who has seemed in his decisions uh, somewhat more sympathetic to January 6th defendants than, uh, than certainly the juries who have heard cases and, and other judges who have heard them. But even pushing that aside, um, you don't need a criminal conviction. What you need is to show that there was an insurrection and that this is somebody who participated in an active way in it. And if you have uh, somebody who meets that, you know, they shouldn't be in a position of, of power and authority. And we saw with Griffin um, that this was not sort of idle speculation that he might uh, use his power in, in harmful ways going forward. Uh, he and his fellow commissioners actually refused to certify uh, a primary election in New Mexico this year uh, based on unproven allegations of uh, and, and unsupported allegations of voter fraud. Uh, so this was a guy who was continuing to use his position of power to do the same kinds of things that he had been um, that, that he had been uh, you know, pushing on that day on January 6th. And you know, that, that's the kind of thing we can't have um, is, is, is people who tried to overturn the laws of this country and, and overturn a free and fair election in positions where they can continue to do that going forward. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. So writing for NBC, you say this case is just a start. I'm skipping ahead. The principle that should be applied, this is a principle that should be applied to former government officials like former President Donald Trump, should they seek to enter government again. Uh, clearly, you're, you're coming for him, it seems. And I want to read just one paragraph from the opinion aloud to the audience so that everybody knows what is the framework by which Donald Trump could be held accountable Quote, Section three thus disqualifies any person from being a, quote, senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or holding any office, civil or military under the United States or under any state. If that person took an oath to support the Constitution of the United States as an executive or judicial officer of any state and then engaged in insurrection against the Constitution unless Congress removes such disability by a two-third vote. So speak to the applicability as you see it to Donald Trump. So you know, I, I want to be clear that, that um, you know, that's not yet a live issue. He's, he's not on any ballot. Um, he's not in office. 
And obviously, we and others are, are evaluating how the law applies. Um, but when you look at somebody for whom there is voluminous evidence, video and live witness testimony and documents of a role in um, inciting and encouraging um, the not just efforts to overturn an election, but the efforts to, to, to uh, you know, collect a, a mob of people to disrupt the constitutionally mandated counting of electoral votes. Um, you know, the only person uh, on, uh, for whom, or one of the only people for whom there is a volume of evidence similar to what you had for Cooey Griffin is Donald Trump. Um, and, you know, the opinion that we saw from the judge in the Griffin case made clear that it doesn't have to be somebody who personally engaged in violence. It can be somebody who encouraged, incited, normalized, justified that violence. And, Are those the key know, words? Because I'd, I'd love to I want to pose this for my audience when you're gone. Like you tell me what what are the boxes that have to be checked if you apply this opinion to Trump? Say, say it to me slowly. I'm taking notes. Um, yeah, well, th those are really some of the key words um, that, uh, that that you see in the opinion uh, that uh, organized, incited, um, justified, normalized. Um, it, it, it is a question of somebody who uh, I think the, the words in the constitutional provision are uh, given comfort to. Uh, to an insurrection. And, and what that means is, in practice is somebody who uh, who recruited, encouraged, uh, incited, um, and, and, and then normalized the, the kind of conduct that was used on that day. If, in fact, he announces he's running, will your group attempt to do to him what you were successful in doing to Coy Griffin? So that's something that we are in, in the process of figuring out. It, it, is a, it is a different process legally for challenging somebody on a ballot uh, as opposed to uh, removing somebody from office, which you can do in court. Usually the ballot provisions are uh, involved going to whoever is in charge of elections in a different state. There are different legal standards in every state. Um, but we are definitely now looking at those legal processes, looking at the, at the law and, you know, really marshalling the facts when it comes to Donald Trump and figuring out, uh, you know, whether whether we think that law applies and whether we think it's viable. Um, and we will certainly be ready uh, to make a quick decision uh, should he end up on the ballot in any state. Noah, a final and related subject. What about everybody else who took an oath and was similarly caught up in what went on on January 6th? When this story broke last week and we talked about it here on air, uh, it occurred to me, wait a minute, you know, cops and firefighters and EMTs and people in the military, not only, you know, the local officials at a local state and national level. There are many people among us who have taken oaths to uphold the Constitution. And at the same time that you won this case, the Anti-Defamation League, their center on extremism, revealed that they'd looked at 38,000 names on leaked Oath Keeper membership lists and identified more than 370 people that they believe work in law enforcement. Now, maybe you show up on that list and you're not necessarily a member, but my point is that there are a lot of police chiefs and sheriffs 
and people who do wear a badge who were present on January 6th. What's your position on them? So I think, first of all, we want to be a little bit careful that we are uh, applying kind of the letter of, of what's in the Constitution. So we're making sure that there are people who had prior to that date sworn an oath to defend the Constitution and that there are people who legitimately participated in insurrection, which is not just anybody who was sympathetic or for sure. Uh, totally you know, agree. Made statements right. that, but but if we're talking about people who certainly participated in the violence, but also people who organized and encouraged and incited and justified and all of those, those key points that made them participants, that, that made them um, people who played a role in helping that uh, that disruption of, 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 of uh, the counting of electoral votes, um, then they absolutely should not be in positions of authority in our society. We should not have people who uh, participated in an effort to overturn uh, the, the execution of law in this country and, and to stop the peaceful transition of power uh, in positions of power of, and authority in this country, where, which can be abused to do similar things in the future. Will you be uh, looking so to make as, an as, example? Will you, go, let's go back to your PowerPoint. Are there other people that you're going to call out? So that's, you know, and one of the things that, that that was clear over this process is that it takes a lot of resources and a lot of work to make this happen. And, uh, you know, we ideally we, we'd love to bring uh, a lot of different cases. Um, you know, I think we, we think the, the Griffin case did make an example. Um, we are definitely continuing this effort going forward. Um, and you know, Donald Trump is, is one place we're looking. We are looking at others also. Um, you know, uh, and we're going to have to figure out, um, you know, using the kinds of resources that we can marshal, what's the best place to point them. Hey, Noah, thank you so much for coming by and, and sharing more insight on this fascinating case. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Noah Bookbinder is the executive director of Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics, along with Donald Sherman, co-authored the piece that I referenced. Sherman, the deputy director of Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Okay, so I, I, it is, I mean, he kind of confirmed exactly what I thought went on here. They, they took a look at Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. This is what I think transpired. They took a look at Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, and they said, hey, <clears throat> you know, somebody who was an active participant, I'm not talking about the guy eating a hot dog, standing at the ellipse and watching President Trump speak. I'm talking about those caught up in the violence of January 6th. And this is just me standing back and assessing what went on. I think my guest and his cohorts said, you know, they run afoul of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment and therefore should not have a job. And then when I said, you know, you guys are sitting around a conference, yeah, pretty Pretty similar. So now they're looking for someone that they can make an example of. Ah, here's the guy riding on horseback in Midtown Manhattan as the leader of Cowboys for Trump, doing the speaking tour, occupied a part of the stage where Biden was sworn in two weeks later. Like, he's our guy. And they were successful in New Mexico in having him permanently banned from serving in elective office. Well, by that standard, what about cops and what about all those jobs we talked about a week ago when this first broke? The flip side of it is the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal says Griffin, 
the county commissioner in Otero in New Mexico, is best disqualified by the voters. You know, the Journal's article is one of, do we really want to start going down this slippery slope? Quote, in Judge Matthews' view, the 14th Amendment can be triggered even if the public official in question was peaceful and wasn't convicted of a crime. He says the disqualification provision covers anyone who's leagued, quote unquote, with insurrectionists, including those who engaged in nonviolent overt acts or words in furtherance of the insurrection. Where is the line, asks the Wall Street Journal, between a January 6th rioter and a person who now regrets giving $50 to a Stop the Steal fund? So the journal says not so fast. Coy Griffin disqualified and then says if lawbreakers on January 6th are prosecuted for a variety of offenses, should the courts also bar them from holding office like Confederates after the Civil War? Because that's the origin of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. So where do we draw the line? Was it the right outcome for this guy? Should other elected officials be treated similarly? And if you're going to say yes to them, what about everybody else who takes an oath? Because that's the standard. Do you take an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States? I'm happy to have had him here, given the role that he and his organization played in the case. I mean, they are the ones on the front lines of this. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. What jobs in these United States require an oath to the Constitution? Tell me. So the ones you you know, yeah. I mean, you know, federal employees, representatives, senators, judges, political appointees, the president and the vice president. Also, it says postal workers Whoa. have to swear an oath to uphold the Constitution as they begin their jobs. I'm going to keep looking and see that if I can compile perfect. a whole list. Okay, that is perfect. A postal worker. Should a postal worker who on January 6th, again, not eating the hot dog, but, you know, breaching the Capitol. Capitol right. That's should important. They, right. Should they be barred for life from their gig? This is Sean in Texas. Hey, Sean, thank you so much for your phone call. How you doing, Michael? So, oh, good. Um, insurrection is a federal crime. And in order to be punished for a federal crime, you have to be found guilty of a federal crime. Griffin's never been charged. I mean, what he's done, you know, he should, you know, face whatever. Well, he, he actually has uh, been charged. He was committed. Wait, but just so you know. Insurrection is not one of them. Shoot. And so basically, Noah is in charge of a lynch mob with mob rule who says, our feelings by us reading the 14th Amendment uh, says that he 
was an insurrectionist, therefore he needs to be removed. And frankly, okay, so, okay. the 14th Amendment also provides due process, which Griffin didn't receive because he didn't whether or not he was an insurrectionist. So, you know, violating the 14th Amendment goes both ways. All right, this, I get it. Case. I get it. You're unsettled by it. I just want to say a couple of things. One, he was tried. He was acquitted of the most serious charge, which was disorderly conduct. He was convicted of entering and remaining on restricted grounds. And when I raised that with Noah Bookbinder, Noah Bookbinder said, uh, this is a civil action. It wasn't even required that he be convicted of anything. Uh, No, no, wrong. You have to be, insurrection is Title 18, Section 2383. It is a federal crime, period. And he was not charged with that crime. He was not convicted of that crime. Therefore, he shouldn't be punished for that crime, period. It's the law. Sean, thank you. Appreciate it. Let me go to New Jersey. This is Bob. Bob, greetings. What did you want to say? The, the, the strange thing is, and thank you for taking my call, I, I'm not focusing on this guy. I'm focusing on the guy that started it all with a lie. And he spoke just recently on the radio that he would pardon, pardon. everyone pardon. Yeah. convicted uh-huh. of this crime. Well, that's abetting and aiding the insurrectionists. The people that came to that Capitol and tore it up, beat up cops, this guy says, I'll pardon you, all of them. I, I, you're right, right, and I just can't believe it. I mean, it goes in the category, for me, and, and I didn't bring it up because I've learned my lesson, it goes in the category with me of when he said that he didn't respect John McCain because he respected the ones who didn't get caught, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, where those moments where I say, well, he surely won't be elected after saying that, I thought it was stunning Mike, for him to say, as we're seeing the January 6th commission committee continue its work, and here's Trump saying, I'm going to pardon them. But, Michael, it's not really about that. I was the mayor of a town, and I swore an oath to the state constitution, period. It doesn't, if I can't follow it, I need to resign and then do what I want to do. But I can't swear an oath and then go against that oath. And then my supporters say, ah, he didn't know what he was talking about. He didn't know what he was doing because he's not really a politician. Right. right. That's right. punk. Right. I never point, got Bob. away with that when I was a kid. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. I think it's a great subject. This whole application of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to those who participated in the so-called insurrection and whether the guy from New Mexico should be the first of many or maybe it was unfair even to him. Cindy, you're in Denver. Greetings. What did you most want to say? Hi. Yeah. You know, I've been. I, I talk about this all the time with a lot of people. You know, every single one of these people that run for president, Congress, senator, they should be have to t- pass a test on the Constitution and the United States history. I mean, that's that's their job. Their job is to take an oath to the Constitution. And half of the people that are in office right now, I bet you could not pass a test. On the Constitution. Right. A basic proficiency test on the Constitution. Exactly. 
It's, exactly. I mean, you, you raise a really good point. Something I don't know, they do go to school for a couple of days to, to learn what their responsibilities and duties are in the same way that if you're nominated to the at least federal bench, you go to judges school for a while and they, they, they give you the, the lay of the land. I wonder if they're schooled at all on the Constitution. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I have a a friend who's a history teacher, and I I brought that up to him, and he said Mm. uh, one of the issues is um, the education. They don't want to think people that aren't educated can't be president. He said something along that line. But I bet you if we had something that we wouldn't have Trump in office, we wouldn't have the Marjorie Taylor Greens and uh, the Lauren Boeberts that live here. We we just wouldn't have it because they couldn't pass it. Understood. Good point. Tom, you're in New Mexico. Greetings. What are you thinking? I live in Otero County. and I'm, Oh, I'm not man. A, I, perfect. I know, I, thank you. I, I know Mr. Griffin. I, I've met him. I shouldn't say I know him. I, isn't there a, a phrase that lawyers use that a person who represents himself as a fool for a client? I, I, I am think. that guy. I am that guy. <laughs> I am the lawyer who represents himself, and I've many times been that fool. Yes, well, I'm in general agreement with the Wall Street Journal's opinion. I think uh, uh, Mr. Bookbinder and his group found an easy target. Uh, uh, I'm not supporting what Mr. Griffin did in any way, shape, or form, but it looks to me like maybe they're trying to establish some precedent with getting some uh, with attacking low-hanging fruit. Maybe attacking is too strong a word, but to to ban this guy for life for what he did, I think, is extreme. And again, I am not supporting Mr. Griffin's. Uh, uh, behavior at all but again he just seems like a very small fish in this well they were definitely they were definitely shopping for uh, a litigant they were shopping for someone to to test this out and see how they could do um because you're from otero county there you remind me of something else in the opinion it says the irony of mr griffin's argument that this court should refrain from applying the law and consider the will of the people in District 2 of Otero County who retained him as a county commissioner against a recall effort as he attempts to defend his participation in an insurrection by a mob whose goal by his own admission was to set aside the result of a free, fair, and lawful election by a majority of the people of the entire country has not escaped this court. In other words, I guess you would know best, but Griffin faced and succeeded uh, against a recall election. So now in the context of this litigation, he was saying, hey, the people have spoken. We have to trust the people. And the court is saying, wait a minute, when the people spoke for Joe Biden, you wouldn't respect that. Yeah, I understand that. And, uh, you know, it's like let the voters decide, right? That's the argument. And, uh, you know, agree or disagree with the voters, they did decide. And uh, I don't necessarily agree with how the elections go sometimes, but you have to accept the result. Got it. Uh, Thank you for that, Tom. I appreciate it very much. Also in New Mexico, this is Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Greetings. Hi, Michael. Good morning. I just want to say, you know, living in New Mexico, I've been to Republican meetings, you know, in the southern part of the state where Otero County is. That county commissioner is a reflection of the communities down there. That's why he survived that recall election. That's why he was elected in the first place. And although getting rid of him being able to be in office, I don't think it really matters much because it's not doing anything to change those what, what those types of people think about our country and our system, which is they want to tear it down and destroy it because they don't agree with 
you know, general liberal policies that the country's moving towards. You think as a practical matter, it ends up bolstering, strengthening the Coy Griffins? Like, look at this now. Now the government has stepped in and they've they've gone against our will. Absolutely. And, you know, for, for the ones that are really on the fringe that are very hyperactive about creating conspiracy content online, they're just going to say, oh, this is the deep state. You know, look, they come after us when we succeed kind of thing. And it, right. it right. does nothing to help soften the, the divide between the people who actually do want to help the country and and, you know, those on the right who are well-meaning but misled and have, you know, wrong ideas about the direction of the country. Yeah, putting those pieces back together again is something we need to spend more time talking about. I'm thinking a great deal about it. I'm writing something on that score, and uh, I'll, I'll be addressing it in the weeks ahead here for sure. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.